0: Welcome to the Dynasty Force Podcast with your hosts, Billy Brisbane and Robert Mantuano. Good evening, good evening. Welcome in. Thank you all for coming and tuning in to another episode live, the Dynasty Force Podcast on Twitter at Dynasty Force Pod, Dynasty Force Podcast on YouTube. I am Robert your host as always fantasy force fb and then i am here with my esteemed colleague billy brisbane at billy bris on twitter bill how's it going
1: it's going pretty well man uh doing this one from the ipad today currently Ooh. computer, Different. and uh at my room so at my girlfriend's doing it off the ipad so that's why my uh twitter at name isn't there but we're here, we're here. Uh hopefully some people had a fantasy championship ring under the belt coming into this week.
0: Yeah, and hopefully we were uh part of the reason why, you know. It's what why we're here and uh what we live for. Um, along with bettering ourselves, you know, bettering uh the, the viewers that tune in. So thankful for all of you again and we hope that we could uh we could help you out there throughout this season. Winning those championships, specifically preseason, I think is is when we help the most. We have little, you know, guides during the the week, but um, you know, as far as like managing your roster and everything, I, I think we offered the most help during the preseason. Um, and obviously, throughout the week, you could always contact us. Uh, obviously, week seventeen, if you have championships, then uh, first of all, very sorry for you because you won't have a lot of your studs because teams don't need to play their starters um but if you do have week 17 championships we're not going to be acknowledging that stuff on the show uh because it's more and more unlikely nowadays uh because people are getting smarter (laughs) um but if you do have a week 17 championship number one not saying you're dumb uh but your league is kind of you know not for me but if you also have a week seventeen championship and you need help, uh, Billy is available on Twitter at Billy I'm available on Twitter at Fantasy Force FB, and we are available on Twitter at Dynasty Force Pod. Bill, I know you said you have a basketball uh, live going on tonight because I, you know, basketball is back. The DFS is is hitting. You, you want you know run that down on your Twitter.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter. I get in bills. And- do a uh, NBA morning show every morning, and then uh, right before lock, we go over there on Twitch with uh, Taylor and make sure we got everything together for news and stuff like that. And uh, go along with the rest of the slate. It's been pretty profitable so far this season. Um, haven't had a takedown yet, but one of these days we're definitely going to get uh, one. That's really everything
0: that's how still early. Still early. Uh, So, got got the time to make it happen. I know you will. You got it. You got it in your repertoire. Um, As for me, I'm going to have to find something to keep me busy because I had the matchup breakdowns going down. Uh, Speaking of, I did not post my matchup breakdown for week 16. I'm sorry about that. I was just kind of, I don't know, had a lot going on. Just kind of got lost in the wave. Also, did not post last week's episode of the podcast on uh, listening platform so double shame on me i i'm who i i last week was not my best week i'll admit it but this week i will get better um i'll have to find stuff to write about uh probably just dynasty pieces and and other things of that nature but you can always follow me on twitter at fantasy force fb i'll always tweet my thoughts i'll tweet um other people's thoughts you know uh the beauty of twitter you can retweet things very easily and i like doing it so without further ado uh this episode is a review of how we did in 2020 because obviously you know you kind of got to grade yourself as an analyst to continue being an analyst (laughs) analyst will say running the pod um so you know uh we basically have taken our preseason rankings and we've taking a look at them and how players have finished and you know are there any guys that are outliers compared to our rankings like guys um obviously not guys like James Robinson where no one expected him to be a top five running back obviously not guys like I don't know Kenny Galladay who played like two games Christian McCaffrey who played three games this year things like that but more so along the line of guys who we expected bigger things from, and they didn't provide those bigger things. So, uh, we'll be looking into that today. But first, we got some really quick news to hit on. I want to run down the AFC and NFC playoff pictures, too, because I think that would be fun one week before the playoffs. Everything gets crazy now with teams trying to get in. Um, so, let's do it real quick. Uh, oh, forgot. I just wanted to brag really quick. I did win. Billy uh I did beat rack in the dynasty league so I am a dynasty league champion this year um congrats congrats. my thank you my team I'll pull it up real quick Deshaun Watson at quarterback uh Dalvin Cook Miles Gaskin were carrying me at running back um more so Miles Gaskin carrying me he had a great week um Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. At wide receiver, I had Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, Jamison Crowder. Calvin Ridley and Jamison Crowder were specifically the ones who had bigger weeks. Um, Travis Kelsey, Joe Bernard had a pretty good week too. Drew Brees kind of let me down, but also Phillip, or uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So that was my starting lineup. Uh, I also have uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire on the bench. This is a 10 team league, so it's a little more shallow, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire on the bench, since he didn't play, uh, just to highlight another sort of big name. Also Joe Mixon on IR. So I actually overcame Joe Mixon, not, uh, not participating. I did have geo thankfully, but, uh, yeah, not the best. And, um, I spent up a lot to get Dalvin cook before the season started. I had Antonio Gibson, so I I think trading for Dalvin Cook really getting another big piece, especially with Joe Mixon going down. I think it helped you know carry my roster throughout the rest of the year. So yeah. um,
1: it was pretty consistent uh, RB one for a pretty large part of the season this year.
0: Yeah, I believe the fi- I believe his final ranking is either RB two or three because um, Camara had like bigger blow up games, you know, specifically this past week. Yeah. Uh, in standard leagues, Cook is the running back two by like a point, and in uh, PPR leagues, he is the running back two by about forty points. So uh, that's difference for Kamara and PPR. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna celebrate somehow. I don't know. I'm gonna I don't know if like I should because Dalvin didn't carry me to victory in the championship, but. Like he, I, I invested everything in him, you know, like he was my big investment to help get me over the hump. So I'm wondering if I should get like some Dalvin cook merch or if I should get like miles Gaskin is kind of the big guy for me. Maybe Calvin Ridley. So, you know, someone who actually helped me win the championship is something like that. So I haven't decided if you have any ideas as the listeners or bill, you know, even you, I'm interested. Uh Let me know in the comments, uh, on Twitter or YouTube, always open to these opinions. And honestly, I don't know. So I something to look into. Um, so that that's the only league, sadly, that I won the championship in. Uh, I had two other championships going on. I faced Alvin Kamara in one, so I was at a very big disadvantage in that one. I think he scored one ninety in like a regular ESPN standard PPR league. And if you know those leagues, it's really hard to score that much that many points so um that and then the other one uh he scored 150 something and uh you know it was going to be hard to overcome and then i just had some disappointments like derrick henry this past week not doing so well um Miles Sanders was really great in the first quarter and then they stopped running the football in Philly. So um, had some disappointments there, but uh, you know, it's fine. I'm a champion. I have to look at the bright side. <laughs> so that's the, the good thing to focus on. Um, all right. Now, as promised, we'll move on. I just wanted to boast about the rings. Bill, I know you have no rings. So it sucks it sucks being down there but you know you'll you'll prevail especially with the podcast you'll prevail um <laughs> moving on uh into our quick we only really have one piece of news cuz as i've mentioned we're not really hitting on week 17 uh so dynasty related news that we're going to hit on the only real dynasty related piece is Dwayne Haskins being released from the Washington football team bill um uh, what do you think about this? Do you have any real thoughts? Oh
1: man, I feel like Dwayne Haskins is going to be one of those guys that we see in the XFL, <laughs>
0: like like oh, Cardale man, Jones. You
1: see the quarterback for the Washington Redskins. I mean, no, not the Redskins, the football team. That's
0: a paper. Say. <laughs> did Dwayne you Haskell. see? Um, did you see Johnny Manziel's coming back?
1: Whoa, Johnny Part Six.
0: <laughs> There's a new startup apparently called um the fan controlled league or something like that and uh he he's going to be a part of it. We you know we
1: messed up, bro. When partying? he nah. when he was in Canada, he had to demolish his Canadian deal for the AFL and then the AFL or whatever the American football league one, they ended up uh, not getting, like, jump-started as an organization. So he only played, like, two games for that league, and that, like, deferred him from ever playing in Canada ever again to be able to play back in America. So
0: it's pretty interesting.
1: I thought after all that, that, um, he wasn't going to be able to play in America ever again.
0: Cool. No, that is crazy. Uh, he, I think he messed up with the partying, though, just to be sure. <laughs> It ago, man. You know, <laughs> if you're
1: the most popping guy in college football history, you'd be partying too on your weeknight, seeing Drake and shit instead of going to
0: <laughs> <that> <laughs> crack. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I mean, it's college. What can you say? But yeah. uh, anyway, poor, poor Johnny. Um. Anyway, back to Dwayne. Um. I saw a lot of people on Twitter too were like surprised. They were like, I don't know, just. Oh, shocked that he would be cut as though like they haven't seen him play poorly all year. It's it's really well, weird. He didn't play a lot of games
1: in college either so. His resume wasn't really too deep. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he had
0: the one season.
1: Yeah, he only had one season and that was only like what four games.
0: No, he he played the full season okay. uh in college, but and he had cuz I remember he had a 50 the 56 touchdown season oh, yeah, at yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Um season. Because I actually went back and watched the twenty nineteen draft the other day again and um because hype draft season gets me hype, you feel me. But mm-hmm. um they, it was funny because as he was getting drafted fifteenth, uh like all the analysts on, on there were going like, Yeah, the Washington football team well then they were the Redskins. They were like, Yeah, the Redskins just got the best quarterback in this draft class. He had fifty six touchdowns in college last year, he was so great. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, any idea where he may go next? He's still a free agent at this moment.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if he was a Philadelphia Eagle. Or <laughs> um, best, bro, that's some, that's some Eagle shit that we would do. Yeah, it would be some guy that hasn't been playing too much. I, I would say, uh, all jokes aside. I would say destinations for Dwayne Haskins would be the Eagles. I feel like uh, to add another quarterback in our quarterback room, uh, that's the type of shit that we do for the Eagles. As long as we make our quarterback room more competitive, we would do as an organization and then also another team that could potentially be in the market for Dwayne Haskins would be the uh Patriots but I feel like the Patriots would have picked them up off of waivers and then the third team that I would name would be the uh Las Vegas Raiders because that seems like a gruden and ass move yeah uh, pick up a guy that didn't do well post-college but would do well with Gruden in his offense and a West Coast offense so
0: definitely um I also read on Twitter that the Panthers were kind of interested, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty good at the beginning of the year, but uh, it's kind of trended down a lot in recent weeks. Uh, so, he's backdoor you know.
1: back cover, Teddy, not playing football game, Teddy. But <laughs> um, on those teasers out there for those people that play on FanDuel. Uh, on their-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish Teddy was still... Still killing it. He has that potential. He's he's a good player, but he just got to, you know, consistency put it together. Uh, we'll see if he gets another chance. Anyway, we'll see if Dwayne Haskins gets a real other chance or if he's just relegated to a Josh Rosen sort of situation and uh, never gets another chance again. Two ways he could go, so we'll see. We'll see. All right, that was really the only piece of news. I'm going to talk a lot now because I'm going to run down the playoff situations. If you're watching, you can see it on the screen, so it's much more simple for you. But if you're listening, heading into Week 16, Packers clinch a one seed over with a win over the Bears or a Saints and Sea well Saints or or Saints and Seahawks loss. I think I don't know. Either way, they win. They clinch if they win over the Bears. Um, Saints clinch the one seed with a win over the Pat. I meant Packers. What? Oh, win over the Panthers and the Packers loss. My bad. Guys, I'm sorry for botching this so early and often. Uh, Seahawks clinch one seed with win over the 49ers and Packers and Saints loss. Uh, Washington clinches the NFC East with a win over the Eagles, but if Washington loses, the winner of the Cowboys and Giants will win the division. The winner of the Rams and Cardinals will be in the playoffs, but the Cardinals... Have no shot if they don't win. Uh, If the Bears win, then they are in. And if they lose, then the Rams will be in, whether they win or lose. So uh, Rams are kind of in a better position, especially with um, Chicago playing Green Bay this week, who still has something to play for. Tampa Bay, uh, they're kind of just sitting there. They're in no matter what happens. They play Atlanta this week. Um, So kind of will come down to seeding for them and who they play round one. Uh, It's probably going to be the winner of the NFC East. So good luck to whoever wins the NFC East. (laughs) Um, Moving on here to the AFC, uh, the Chiefs have already clinched the one seed. Bills will clinch the two seed with a win or a Steelers loss. Steelers clinch the two seed with a win over the Browns and a Bills loss. Um, I don't know why I said or, but I meant and. Um, Titans clinch the AFC South with a win over the Texans or Colts loss. Uh, Colts clinch the AFC South with a win over the Jaguars and the Titans loss. Uh, and then it's kind of more difficult when you get to the five, six, seven, and eight seeds, cause they're all sitting there at the same record. Um, kind of comes down to tiebreakers there. Miami's in the best position with a win they're in or if one of either the Ravens, Browns or Colts lose, then Miami is in Ravens clinch a win or clinch with a win over the Bengals or a loss to either the Browns or Colts. Um, Browns clinch with a win over the Steelers or a Colts loss. And then the Colts clinch uh, with a win over the Jaguars and a loss for one of the Dolphins, Ravens or Browns. So, kind of more difficult towards the end there but this is the stipulation for getting into the playoffs um Bill real quick to involve you a little bit here do you think anyone in the AFC can dethrone the chiefs
1: um to be honest with you I would I would have to see the path that the chiefs will have to take because the chiefs are very matchup yeah, driven. There's
0: I can only imagine that.
1: teams that can beat them. Like I don't think the Steelers are beating the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see like a team like the Titans beating the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, they did. Just last. like a random team, or they didn't do like, it last year, but they did. it the regular season. Control the football or something yeah. like that. Like that's a random team I can see. Like you have to have a run game to be able to beat the Chiefs. I feel like.
0: I think the. Bills too have a shot. Um, they have a pretty solid defense and a good offense.
1: Josh Allen is out dueling.
0: Uh, is out? I don't doing, know. Um, we've slept on. You know, according to our rankings, we've slept on Josh Allen all, all, all yeah. uh, preseason, and he's uh, he's the number two quarterback on the year. So yeah, we can uh, we can you know continue to sleep. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. It, yeah. It might happen. It might not happen. It's still very early, uh, so we'll have to see how it it goes down. But that is the AFC playoffs. Um, Real quick, we'll hit on our survivor picks for Week 17. Uh, Just to show you, last week I took the Bengals, and they won. Very surprising that any team would win this late in the season. We only had two teams left um, after last week. Uh, So for this week, we only have two teams left. So I took the Jets as I had the first pick um, against New England. I mean, it's kind of a toss-up, but the Jets are on a little run now. So maybe, maybe. And then Bill, uh, last week, took the Broncos, who lost to the Chargers. Um, so we are both 9-6 and six now. And Bill has Detroit, who is the last team left, going against Minnesota, which uh, looks even worse now with Matthew Safford potentially not playing too. So uh, I'm happy one of us, you know, has a brighter outlook than the other. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> um, but we will get into the main segment of our show, which is going to be our 2020 uh, rankings discrepancies. Basically, um, we're going to just take a quick look back on some guys that we had uh, ranked higher or lower compared to consensus and then you know where they actually finished and and the difference between that so let's start on a positive note billy um let's start with some victory laps because we're you know obviously you know we both uh we both missed a lot but let's start on some spots where we both did really well uh billy for you one of our big talking points preseason was Drew Brees. Um, you had him ranked as the quarterback 14. He actually finished in points per game as the quarterback 18. And I say points per game because he missed three or four games with his rib issue. So he actually, you know, you, you were off of him. I was kind of in, well, decently in on him. And, um, you know, you were more right than me to to be in on him. So that's a good. Uh... Pretty,
1: I was pretty strongly off of Drew Brees. I yeah. don't know if you remember that. But um, I think it was like one of the drafts that either one of us did. I don't know if you drafted him or somebody in the fantasy four drafted him. And we did like the show that week. And I was like, dude, Drew Brees is not it for this year. Mm-hmm. Turned out. Uh, I have yeah. to be right. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't feel like that was one that like his injury was going to really affect his numbers. It was just more of just right. like Drew Brees is not being able to pass the ball like the way he used to in the past.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's kind of too, you know, why I tried to highlight points per game too, which, um, can kind of, you know, paint a weird picture. Cause Marcus Mariota is technically the quarterback two in points per game. Cause he played one game, but, um, You know, I I tried to take him out um, and any other outliers too. So quarterback 18, uh, down year, knew you were on it. So great job there. Um, Let's see, other victory laps for you. Josh Jacobs, you ranked him perfectly. Uh, He finished at 11 and you ranked him at 11. So that's a good hit. Uh, Chris Carson too. I know Chris Carson missed some games, but you ranked him at 16 and he finished at 17. And he was about there. Uh, for the most part, even when he was playing too, so um, it's a good, it's a good take. And and he's you know kind of around that middling running back area anyway. Um, how about Allen Robinson? You've had him ranked as the wide receiver eight heading into the year, and he finished as the wide receiver seven. Uh, so you know some people were off of Allen Robinson heading into the year, uh, but you were in on him and thought the market share was going to be there. Uh, pretty simply, and you know, here it is. He he did well. And then um a little deeper, Jameson Crowder finishes <laughs> the wide receiver at 35. You had him ranked at 34. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, one of my
1: conviction receivers of the year. Yeah. Um one yeah. of the first videos I ever did for the fantasy uh force podcast, I talked up Jameson Crowder as being a sunshine and yeah, I, said, I remember that. This dude He's going to win you fantasy championships. And, man, if you had Jamison Crowder last week, <laughs> you might have got yourself a fantasy championship, man. Well,
0: I mean, I went through my team, and you know who was on there. Yeah, Crowder. I. It's funny because I actually traded you for Jamison Crowder. Um man, I
1: got Marquise Brown out of that trade, too. Yeah,
0: Marquise Brown and a uh, third or a second. What yeah. was that?
1: Is that one of my misses this year? Is Marquise Brown? Because I had him ranked as like wide
0: receiver. I believe it is. Yeah, it is. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Some victory laps for me. Uh, Tom Brady, I had him ranked at quarterback nine. He finished at quarterback eight. So right about on point. Yeah, that was a good
1: one, man. Because I feel like the uh, non-running quarterback is becoming so obsolete in fantasy football mm-hmm. that when you take one that isn't a running quarterback it's so risky man yeah. i feel like you can even play like a low level quarterback and they'll probably get you rushing yards or something like that right the way fantasy has been trending uh towards uh running quarterbacks the fact that a guy like tom brady can finish as a qb1 um definitely shows the talent of tom brady still in his later years of his career
0: he uh he definitely you know and he was supplying too like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown Rob Gronkowski Brown. like they they were all you know having great games towards the end of the year too so um Brady Brady you know he he'll be back next year too so the ageless Tom Brady hopefully uh,
1: AB not there in my uh, Todd <laughs> Johnson wide receiver shares
0: uh. <laughs> um Todd Gurley is someone uh, I had him ranked as the running back 27 heading into the year and he finished at 24. Uh, So he was a bit higher. Uh, He's someone we'll talk about for you a little bit. Uh, Kenyon Drake finished as the running back 14, right as the running back 11, uh, which, you know, obviously isn't the same, but uh, he actually played 14 games if he had played one more game, his average would have had him finish as the running back 12. So, you know, he's right about there. Um, Moving on here, Adam Thielen uh, finished as the wide receiver 10 ranked as the wide receiver 10. Uh, Mike Evans finished as the wide receiver 11 had him ranked as the wide receiver 11. And then finally Tyler Boyd, uh, finished as the wide receiver twenty eight. I had him ranked as the wide receiver twenty eight. So some some nice who little was accuracy deep, uh, there. What's that? Was the that we had on right <laughs> deep, deep dive, Brandon Gabbard. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he <laughs> had a.
0: We, oh, man, it was you know, basic. You know, it was our my guy episode, and he had Tyler yeah, Boyd as my guy. Make yeah. sure we bring him back
1: for my guys this year because um. His convictional rankings on Antonio Gibson and Tyler Boyd uh ended up convincing me later on the season to get some shares of uh, Antonio Gibson that I thought I would not have gotten to uh, mm-hmm. without him. And that's definitely uh the difference maker for some of my uh potential teams that almost made the playoffs or not was uh, having Antonio Gibson or not. Yeah, same for you, right? Great. And you have Gibson in a couple of spots that you uh cause I know um one of the drafts right before the year we did. You either got one of those two guys.
0: Um, I traded Gibson for Dalvin Cook in in that package. yeah, Um it was Gibson, uh two firsts and Christian Kirk in return for Dalvin Cook, like a second, a third, and uh what's his name? Deshaun Jackson. I think so.
1: Gibson's a cool piece to have to a team because he had trade value. And also if you didn't want to trade him, he still had value to your team. Yeah. Uh, up until he got hurt. So I feel like um that was one guy that I just randomly thinking about as I digress.
0: Right. Um I have him in another rebuild too. I have him and J.K. Dobbins. So for that situation where like heading into next year, you know, I have those two guys, I'm like pretty, you know, hype for my yeah. prospects. Um Plus Chase Chase Claypool, so we're young and we're lit, and four first round picks, so young <laughs> yeah. and very lit. Uh, this um,
1: talk since we're talking about dynasty real quick. Um, sure, I can't wait for the all season to come because um, I got some high draft picks this year, so you know I'm going to be searching <laughs> those college names. Uh I'm well, well, be, we're gonna have we'll be going into it. discussions because. Uh, in one of my leagues, I literally had the second, third, and fourth, uh, second, third, and fourth overall pick wow. in the draft. That's so, you know, Tank for Trevor is uh, <laughs> really in the cards of being there. Yeah, for sure.
0: If he doesn't go number one, yeah, there you go. I mean, if you um, got the
1: quarterback number one, you're stupid.
0: Yeah, depends on need. Obviously, plays a
1: running back or a wide receiver that's more valuable than a quarterback in fantasy, especially for dynasty.
0: Uh, if it's a single quarterback, obviously I'll agree with you, but if it's a super flex or, you know, two quarterback, a situation where you got to play two or you could play two each week and there's a guy like Trevor Lawrence sitting there. You know, oh, that's a situation think people,
1: where... Think about the people that drafted Jalen Hurts in the second and third round of their rookie drafts compared to the guy that drafted Joe Burrow third
0: overall. In their or draft. Justin Herbert. He was yeah, going like, know, towards was thinking, the end of the like first.
1: The Herbert, the Herbert Hurts and freaking other quarterbacks of the world, Tua and stuff like that, basically outperformed Joe Burrow's draft capital, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel you, you make a good point, but, uh, you know, when there's also a guy like Trevor Lawrence sitting there, who's like, you know, the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck kind of, you know, changes things a bit, in my opinion. We'll see though. We'll see. Nah, yeah. I'm not committing to anything. Um, I don't believe I have the number one pick in any of my leagues. So I also can't speak from experience. I probably won't fall into trevor lawrence in any of those leagues so um all right rankings discrepancies the big ones let's start with the quarterback position bill matt ryan heading into the year you had him ranked as the quarterback seven he finished as the quarterback 13 and i think the reason for this disappointment on matt ryan's end is yep. pretty yeah Pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Julio you know who, Jones getting hurt.
1: You know who called this one?
0: Who? Detroit Beastie. Uh, did he? Listener. He
1: said, quote-unquote, I'll never forget this quote, too, because this is a, like the day after I drafted Matt Ryan, too. He said, Matt Ryan does a thing in fantasy where he does really good one year and does really bad one year, does mm-hmm. really good one year, does really bad – the next year and this year was the bad year so i caught matt ryan on a bad
0: year (laughs) it wasn't too too bad but like when julio was not it was pretty like distinguishable too like if julio was playing then you knew you could play matt ryan but if julio wasn't playing then you couldn't and it was weird too though because like calvin ridley was still great all season long so like i don't why couldn't like what why did julio make such a big difference if you still have an elite wide receiver on the football field. It, it was it was kind of confusing, but um that that's another situation to talk about because as of right now the Atlanta Falcons hold the fourth pick and um Matt Ryan 30 going to be 37 next season. You know, that's a that's a question. Yeah. Something to talk about. Any uh quarterbacks in the league, right? Top five. Paid? Yeah. Um, I could pull that up, but I know there's a potential out after this season where I think they would take like, you know, uh, what's, I I know I saw it was like, um, 25 million in dead cap or something like that, but it was still like a, a lot of savings. It was still like saving $14 million or something like that. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Contract breakdown. For Matt Ryan, um, so this season uh, he made, let's see, let's see, let's see, $20.5 million, which isn't that bad. I think what we're referring to is uh, guaranteed money. The potential out after this year is a $26.5 million dead cap hit, but it would clear up, let's see, let's see fifteen million dollars in cap room. So you know, it's it's a weird situation. We'll we'll have to see how it happens. Plenty of off season left, plenty of uh things to look into, but that's just one little early uh early thing. Uh fifteen Keegan fifteen commenting Briz Kid. Keeks. One of your guys. Um yeah, one of my guys from the
1: dub man. Shouts to Keeks. Um actually in our home league that we both play in uh, with the guys since uh, middle school, the one I told you I have the second, third, and fourth uh, picks of the first round. Um, Keegs actually won the inaugural oh. season this year because wow. the first year that we switched over to a dynasty league for our home league, and right. uh, Keegs won. He had the likes of uh, Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, uh, Terry McLaurin, and uh, CD Lamb.
0: Yeah, that is a good roster. Congrats. Congrats for the championship. And, um, yeah, nice uh, nice going, giving them the the title, Bill. I know it's all, all on you. Actually,
1: bro, it really might be, man, because I made a, I made a <laughs> trade, I want to say, earlier on in the season and um, definitely helped them out.
0: <laughs> thank you, man. Keep up the great work. We'll do our best to thank you uh, for the attention, the comment, everything um we're always you know very open and receptive so thank you um moving on here uh quarterback position for you bill final one i got here josh allen this one's kind of you know we were talking about it earlier kept sleeping on him and all that um but this one's kind of on both of us you had him ranked at quarterback eight i had him ranked at quarterback 11 finished as the quarterback two um I mean he still ran the ball about as much as he was in the past, but the only difference was like his accuracy went from like sixty some percent, like I think he was career around like sixty two percent to this year he's up around like sixty eight percent. So that's a pretty big jump. I mean Stefan Diggs I guess just makes a big difference. And I guess we weren't projecting that.
1: Stephon Diggs was the answer to everything, dog.
0: Definitely. And, you know, Stefan Diggs is someone else further down the line we'll talk about. But, um, you know, like we said, he's the difference. I also think, though, that Josh Allen can take a regression heading into next year uh, if the Buffalo Bills sort out their running game. Because Zach Moss and Devin Singletary this season, they could not run the ball to save their lives. And I know they do not want to be in a position where they cannot run the ball to save their lives because you're in that, you know, grind it out, burn the clock situation for your team. You got to be able to run the football. So they might try and figure that out, which could mean less rushing for Josh Allen in the future. Um, But for now, you know, quarterback two on the year, great season for Josh Allen, great season for anyone who drafted him. Yeah. you know who is the OG Josh Allen lover, uh, Superflex Guru, uh, Trey Tyndall. Yeah, I, I
1: was I was gonna say Trey. Uh, I didn't know his at name off the top. Of my head. <laughs> yeah, dude, right. Trey, Trey. You know what call I'll give Trey, which is like call of the year. um mm-hmm. make sure you hit those guys up to come on the podcast one of these weeks? So we can, oh
0: yeah, definitely. Um, we're so probably gonna we're probably gonna start coordinating more fantasy forecast episodes soon too, because you know. Yeah, Fantasy also, season's yeah. over. We'll have the weekend, you know. Not not everyone's gonna be watching football all the time. So
1: yeah, Sundays um Trey's call of Derek fucking car dude. <laughs> all of the year, bro. Derek Carr is definitely 20 quarterback this year, like you call it. Uh funny.
0: where I'm gonna find out exactly where he ranked by I, I know he's top twenty. He's He's had a good season, and it's really weird
1: season compared to where the market was drafting him. I want to say right. he was ADP uh, quarterback twenty eight because I was looking at some notes earlier. Uh, him and Gardner were in the
0: same exact range, and he finished as the quarterback fourteen on the season, <laughs> right behind Matt Ryan. So you know, pretty pretty good, uh, pretty good hit. You know, especially in those deeper super flex leagues where you could get him that late. He was a uh, he was very helpful. Now, as for me at the quarterback position, uh, we mentioned it with you, but Drew Brees, he was someone that I really liked heading into the season. Um, I'll take this L here. Had him ranked as the quarterback 5, and he finished as the quarterback 18 in points per game. Um, I mean, like you said, not much to say other than like he just kind of – well, Michael Thomas being hurt didn't help him, obviously – Um, Michael Thomas, I want to say played what three or four games with Drew, maybe even less with Drew Brees, because I know he was healthy for Taysom Hill games. Um, but you know, Drew Brees being out there, uh, with number one, Emmanuel Sanders, who was another big miss of mine too, because I, I, if you remember, I was a big Emmanuel Sanders fan and I know I got to eat it. I traded a first round pick preseason for emmanuel sanders because i thought my team would be a contender i thought my team was going to be great and um that that first round pick turned into the number two overall pick bill yeah number two overall dynasty bites you sometimes like that and uh you know it's easily my it's funny because it's the fantasy forecast listener league and it's like the one where we're supposed to like you know have fun with the the listeners and all of that, and it it's like I'm I'm not even having fun because I'm not managing my roster right. You know, it's just easy, It's easily my worst managed team, and um, obviously it's my fault. But yeah, I, I gotta figure something out. Yeah, so I was in
1: uh, the quarantine crazy league. That's probably yeah. not my worst managed roster. team. <laughs> of like my life because uh I had too many Duke Johnson shares <laughs> Duke Johnson and David Johnson because I for the people that don't know uh I don't use even though we play on sleeper app I don't use the sleeper app to set my lineup mm-hmm. I use um draft wizard or whatever because mm-hmm. it shows you the people that are available in your league and stuff like that without you having to actually do the work and it and uh just it, saw the D
0: Johnson. Yeah the D
1: Johnsons <laughs> and like uh, I was like oh, I'm a fucking idiot uh, <laughs> two three weeks in a row. It was like all right
0: now I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> uh got to gotta just them all at that point. No not can't even have David anymore. But no, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was crazy.
1: Um it was like I literally had David Johnson do Johnson every roster this year for no reason like like two people I wasn't even high on
0: uh Duke such a disappointment. We gotta
1: we gotta go on that one app that shows you
0: your dynasty shares and mm-hmm. the
1: year of the percentages I want to see where I have some people
0: like I um I believe heading into this season my high stone players were Alex Smith and Taysom Hill. So <laughs> uh just because of price i guess and i you know i like taking the shot on those late quarterbacks and alex smith played this year so that's about as much as i could hope and um hill also played this year and might play next year so some some things to look at for sure uh but as far as breeze um like you said though he, he just wasn't the same throwing the football all the time uh he had some situations where he was okay, but for the most part, he was just mainly disappointing. And um, like I said, Michael Thomas not being there didn't help. Alvin Kamara rushing for a lot of touchdowns didn't help. Situations like that helped Breeze back. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers, another big miss for me. I originally had him ranked really, really low, uh, but I ended up moving him up right before the season started. I had him ranked at quarterback 15 before the season in my last ranking update. Um, and he finished the season at quarterback four. Uh, and this was one of the things too, that like when I originally posted my rankings and everyone was, you know, coming at me for different things, Aaron Rodgers was easily the guy people were coming at me the most saying like, you just can't rank him so low because, uh, He has the best chance to be great among guys that he's around. You know, like, I think uh, originally I had him around, like, Baker Mayfield and uh, Gardner Minshew and guys like that. And uh, obviously, I moved him up towards the end. I I don't have my rankings on hand to know exactly where he was or who he was next to, but um, obviously, 15, too low. uh, Quarterback four on the year. So, um, yeah, the Aaron Rodgers. I mean, for me, I was just expecting things to remain the same in Green Bay, which would be, uh, you know, lack of weapons um, outside of Devonte Adams, which isn't too true either because Lazard stepped up when they needed him a bit. Um, Tunyon was pretty good this year at tight end, so they they had some more besides just Aaron Rod- or just Devonte Adams. And uh, I also expected Aaron Jones to be as good as Aaron Jones was again in a way or as heavily utilized, and um, he wasn't. Aaron Rodgers is uh, close to 40 passing touchdowns, if not beyond that, on the season. So uh, two things that really went wrong was me mainly just expecting Green Bay to remain the same way, and, uh, you know, that's on me because teams grow. Coaches grow. Matt Lafleur grew, and uh, the team grew as a whole. And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So, again, on me. But that's that's the two main quarterbacks that I missed out on. Two main quarterbacks. Bill missed out on. Let's touch on running back. Um, Bill, for you, Aaron Jones. You just mentioned him. You had him ranked as the running back sixteen heading into the year. Finished as the running back five.
1: Yeah. Uh, Crazy about that, man, that 16 was a high rank for me personally because wow. I looked at uh, – I have two sets of rankings, the ones that I put out uh, early on in draft season. So, you know, like the way too early drafts that we end up doing, like when we all get horny after the rookie drafts and all that, and we're like, all right, man, let's ease, yeah. you know, quarantine. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I had him ranked at like running back 25, and then that moved him up to 16 like that. So that – 16 rank could have been way worse too
0: I like, <laughs> when i was like oh that was a bad it's funny too because you know i just said like i expected aaron jones to be a bit better um like i expected the offense to kind of remain the same way uh and i didn't even have him like cl- close enough to five i think he was still i think he was around 12 for me yeah. um
1: i thought aj dillon was gonna play
0: I yeah oh williams Right, um, yeah, and and Jamal Williams did like even when Jamal Williams played, like he he took good. snaps. Yeah, he was took he took snaps from Aaron Jones. He was pretty was decent like a 60, on the field, 40 so.
1: backfield, bro. Throughout the year Basically, the sixty yeah. percent was the fantasy. Uh, it's line funny line. too.
0: Like Aaron Jones was a great running back last year, but he was like so inconsistent. Like he had the yeah. huge, huge oh, yeah, games. No,
1: last year, bro, was crazy, man. He was probably RB first half of the season. And then like RB3 second half of the season.
0: Yeah. And um I don't know. This year it was just like he's the running back five, but it like he didn't have a ton of huge games, but he was very consistent for when he I did think play. It the was, reason was just why the opposite.
1: because uh this is Aaron Rodgers like historical, like one of his best years uh back in the day with the vintage Aaron Rodgers days.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Uh Aaron Jones is a free agent after this season. Um and wow. after what we just saw from Aaron or AJ Dillon, you know, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens with the Packers and Aaron Jones. But I mean, if they believe in A.J. Dillon, it's kind of hard to justify paying a guy like uh Aaron Jones is gonna require as much money as he's gonna require. Um another big miss for you, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You could call him a miss for both of us. You yeah, had him ranked as the running back three. I had him ranked as the running back four. He finished as the running back eighteen. He was actually even lower in points per game as the running back twenty-two. Um, I don't. I don't even no. know. Yeah, that, I'm not like, gonna comment on that one. Yeah, because Clyde, like Clyde, looked good too. It's funny, like Clyde it's,
1: in the beginning of the season, bro. For like the first four weeks, he had like the most touches in the red zone without a touchdown. So like, yeah, it, it was, I, I feel like. Uh, He's a guy next year that I'm probably gonna end up buying again.
0: I think so. I think I probably will. And next year too, Le'Veon Bell won't be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, the it's year good of good experience, definitely. Um, so it's I'm not too worried, bro. Having the
1: running back of the Chiefs for a team that passes so much, very yeah.
0: Time. And he's a good pass catcher too. And it's. it's there were games too where he was like, like I think the first game of the season he went without a catch, but he had like twenty two carries and he was just like so good on the. I don't know. It was just, it's just really weird. Um, but he is a good player, and you know his dynasty outlook obviously is is much better. Excuse me. Um, I mentioned him as a uh, victory lap for me because I had him ranked appropriately, but you, Billy, uh, you had. Todd Gurley, ranked at running back 13 on the season heading in, finished as a running back 24. So he finished a bit lower than where you were expecting. Um, it seems you were a bit higher on the Falcons offense as a whole heading in uh, than they ended up. I mean, you could also make an argument about Julio, right? Yeah. I mean, Julio does have an impact on the passing game because, uh, you know, you got to, You can't focus in on Todd Gurley. But, I mean, Todd Gurley just looked, like, terrible. So, terrible all season. Coming from a Falcons fan. Brian Hill looked better. He did. Early, early Brian, on Hill's season, season, no, Brian Hill's not good. Brian is not good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no,
1: nah, Brian Hill isn't good because when as soon as Todd Gurley go, went out, we all started playing uh, Brian Hill for daily fantasy, and it turned out Edo Smith was the guy. At so that just shows Edo Smith is not a good NFL player.
0: No, well, none of them are good NFL players. Let's just put it that, including Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's a free agent, so he'll he'll be gone. He'll be gone. Um, Ronald Jones, too. The last one finished as a running back, nineteen. You had him ranked at thirty-two. I actually had him ranked lower, so he should probably be in my category, but. 37 I had him ranked. But I wanted to put him here for you because I know how much you loved Keyshawn Vaughn heading into the season. So I just wanted to highlight the difference between that and what you kind of think of the future, too, for Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, It all depends on if Leonard Fournette's there or not. Yeah, One-year deal for Fournette. Who was still involved even though, like, Jones had big weeks and Jones was like, you know,
1: yeah, I gotta be real quick, Rob.
0: All right, help yourself. Um, for me, when we're talking about Aaron Jones, or I'm sorry, not Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones, uh, for me, the big thing was I just kind of doubted him the entire time, you know. And and after his first two or three, I think he's been in the league two years. After those first two years, it's easy to doubt someone, but we've seen this time and again now where guys like Come up after the first few seasons to perform. So, like, you know, why, why do you, why should we keep doubting them? You know, just, just buy into maybe they're progressing. And, and you know, more often than not, if you buy into the preseason hype, I think things tend to work out. Like there was pre so much preseason hype last year about Chris Godwin. Look at how he finished. So much preseason hype this year about Calvin Ridley. Look at how he finished. So much hype about Ronald Jones, and he was very good for fantasy when he played, so, um, you know, just buy into the hype, and buy into uh, the changes that can be made, and Keyshawn Vaughn, I didn't expect anything from him as a rookie, Billy was kind of on the opposite side, he, he thought he would be at least a, a little involved, but for me, I I knew Bill, or I'm sorry, Bruce Arians and his opinion on rookies and hating to play them, especially at running back, um, so, I had a feeling Keyshawn Vaughn wouldn't see the field much this year. He didn't, and uh, that doesn't stop me from wanting to buy him in Dynasty. If you can get him for a low end second, maybe a third. Don't forget, this guy was a first-round pick in Dynasty drafts last year for a reason um, because he's not only talented as a running back, but he's also on a very good offense. All right, um, that was it for Billy at the running back position for me. Some big misses, David Montgomery, finished as the running back six, had him ranked as the running back 24, and I think we all kind of had. So I said originally this wasn't a situation where it's like compared to consensus because consensus, this one, I just wanted to kind of review David Montgomery a little bit because if you know me or if you've followed me for a decent amount of time, last year I was really, really big on David Montgomery I really thought he was going to be a top 12 running back as a rookie. I really thought he was he was just going to be phenomenal for the Bears and everything they needed. Um, and it didn't happen. He, he was very, you know, lame all year. Just kind of, eh, to own. Um, got a lot of work, but didn't do a ton with it. And um, I, the same didn't happen this year. He got a lot of work, but he did a lot more with it. Um, so it's not the same situation, but he also got a lot more targets with Tariq Cohen being out, um, with his torn ACL. That's something that can come down next season, but something that could stay the same is David Montgomery's efficiency on the ground, uh, which he got a lot better as, uh, the season progressed. So that's something that I wouldn't shy away from when looking at David Montgomery next year. I mentioned Aaron Jones, um, had him for me as well, because he ranked it running back 12 for me, which doesn't really make sense on my end. I, I feel like if I was doubting Aaron Rodgers, then I should have loved Aaron Jones, uh, and running back 12 is not loving Aaron Jones, so you know, I, I got to review that on my end, personally. Um, Bill, I mentioned real quick David Montgomery for me, and uh, Aaron Jones again for me, because like I said, I didn't have him ranked too much higher than you, and you know, if I was down on Aaron Rodgers, I should have been high on Aaron Jones, you know, because I knew the offense was going to be good.
1: Remember so. uh, when we did the uh, ranking summit for Dynasty Force and I ended up being the highest on Aaron Rodgers and everybody was like, why are you so high on Aaron
0: Rodgers? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a low break. <laughs> 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 I do remember that, though. I mean, you know, uh, and look at him now. Everyone loves them. Hey back back on the ship um for me too uh James Conner had him ranked as the running back 16 heading into the year he finished as a running back 25 in points per game yeah i knew that one was coming uh i i can say that i expected pittsburgh to be a good running team they have a great defense which is true they have a good offensive line which is half true. It's not been the offensive line of years past, but it's still pretty decent. They took a lot of injuries to their offensive line this year, too. But, um, I just expected them to be a good running team, no matter who was back there. Like, if if Benny Snell was the lead back, I thought Benny Snell was going to be pretty good, because, you know, good offensive line, good downfield receivers, too. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, Juju can be a good downfield receiver. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't, you know, things didn't work out that way for Pittsburgh this year. And uh, I think that's a lump that you got to take. It wasn't really necessarily, necessarily looking at Connor's um, talent himself. Because I didn't look at him as, you know, one of the more talented guys. But I thought he would be a stable RB2 for teams. And uh, he wasn't definitely wasn't he'll be he is a free agent after this season i don't think he's got any shot of going back with pittsburgh uh so i have no idea where he'll be next year i think he's more likely to be in a reserve role if anything and then the final running back i wanted to highlight this one pains me the most uh cam acres he was my guy he was one of those guys that i put a pin in stomped the, or planted the flag Loved Cam Akers so much. Like I said, if you were listening preseason, you knew he was a my guy for me. Finished as a running back 49 and in points per game, running back 50 overall, ranked as the running back 17 heading into the season. Bill, Cam Akers, what, I mean, do you have hope Sean for Mc- him in the future?
1: This is Sean McVay. If the the Rams want to be a good football organization, they need to start playing their players that are good football players instead of doing complete and utter bullshit that got them with Jared Goff fucking up the season for them, getting hurt, and their playoff chances and championships. Hopes out the window with Jared Goff being paid way too much money.
0: Yeah. Um, They they started to give the run to the Cam Akers. Uh, He had the huge game against... Some before the Jets on Thursday Night Football, I remember Patriots. Yeah, it was the Patriots. Yeah, huge game, and then he had the high expectations for the Jets, and then I and I played him that week too in multiple leagues and lost because. Well, actually, no, I only lost in one league, but um, I played against him. Uh, that's why I played against him in the other. Um, but yeah, he he would he disappointed, uh in that situation because they were not in the positive game script. That's another thing too. The Rams are like a team that needs to be in a positive game script for any of their running backs to succeed. Because once they get out of that positive game script, like they work so well off play action and the pat and like the running game and play action and all this. And like, if they can't sell play action because they're down by 20 points, then like they don't stand a chance. So uh, I don't know. Rams, different story. I I have faith for Cam Akers, though, at least for what you bought him for last year. Um. So Cam Akers, to round out the running backs for both of us, let's talk about the wide receivers for both of us. I have a few consensus tight ends for us, and then we'll be done. We'll be done. Bill? Let's talk about Calvin Ridley. You haven't ranked. You had him ranked as the wide receiver twenty-one heading into the season. He finished as the wide receiver five. Care to explain?
1: Um, I thought I had him ranked a little bit higher, but um, that might have been Dynasty not redraft because I think Dynasty had him ranked as
0: a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver um, I think also too like a lot of people would make the argument like, Oh, Julio was out. And that just means more targets for Calvin Ridley. Yeah. But like Calvin Ridley was still really good when Julio was on the field too. So it's not like, you know, I, Calvin Ridley is just a really good player. He's a really good wide receiver. And the third year breakout was real. So, um, Calvin Ridley is someone that, uh, you know, be on the lookout next year. He'll probably still go pretty cheap in dynasty draft or not dynasty, but, uh, Redraft leagues, so will probably be around the third round pick still because, you know, Julio's not going to retire. He's still going to be uh, the second option, and that's something that doesn't appeal to players when they're trying to draft someone early. But remember, Calvin Ridley, he's a good player. He gets that target share, so don't worry too much. Um, Bill, this one is kind of for both of us, but um, DJ Moore... Heading into the season, you had him ranked as the wide receiver 7. I had him ranked as the wide receiver 5. He finished as the wide receiver 23 and was the wide receiver 25 in points per game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're making kind of like a confused face as uh, I mentioned D- DJ Moore. Is it?
1: Yeah, uh, more confused of just like I don't understand why he didn't have a good season. I mean, I get Robbie Anderson was there, and he was in the new offense and stuff like that. But Robbie Anderson was scoring him for so much in the beginning part of the season I ended up killing his stats at the end of the year. But DJ Moore is still the touchdown guy. So I don't know if to make a DJ Moore in the future if I'm going to fully buy back and be a top-five wide receiver for
0: I think I think for me to buy back in as a top five receiver, they would need to upgrade at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think Teddy, as much as I like him, I don't think he can support multiple yeah. wide receivers. Back Plus, forward. Curtis Samuel was there for the big plays and all that. Christian McCaffrey is still Christian McCaffrey, so when he plays, he's going to be everything for that offense. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to uh, we'll have to evaluate further in the offseason on DJ Moore but definitely disappointing for both of our expectations heading into the season coming out of the season uh I mentioned it earlier but Stefan Diggs I had to put this one in cuz it was such a big like difference you had him ranked as the 28th wide receiver heading into the year and he finishes the wide receiver 3 so that's like night and day kind of you know
1: yeah, I mean, I'm not really too surprised because I wasn't high on Josh Allen, so I wouldn't be too high on on Diggs either.
0: Uh, Stefan Diggs just showed this season, like, I, you know, I wasn't like opposed. I. I went back and forth on Diggs. Like I had different rankings where like I was pretty high on him, had him as a top 12 guy. And then I had different rankings where I was pretty low on him and outside my top 24. And I think I finished having him around like 25. So I was also low on him, but um, I, you know, wanted to buy in because I know the talent of Diggs, and I know the reason why he wanted to leave Minnesota was he wanted the football. So like, you know, if you want to leave because you want to get more targets, you get traded to a team for as much as they traded for him, which was a first, a third, and a fourth round pick in the in the rookie draft. Um, and then after all that, you're, you know, like I, I just believe you're going to get the targets and he's a great player. So great player getting the targets. He was one of the biggest steals of of drafts, period. Uh, this off season. so definitely, Stefan Diggs, you know, kind of a miss for a lot of the dynasty or not just Dynasty community, but everyone, everyone in the fantasy community Still was beat you
1: week one bet of Jameson Crowder outscoring Stefan Diggs, uh, Stefan Diggs. Well, they, my-
0: I think they were playing each other, yeah. and
1: um Crowder had the seventy yard touchdown, I think,
0: yeah. I expected if anyone was going to get a touchdown, a big touchdown, it was Stefan Diggs. I remember being so in on him. I'd bet like $20 on like a multi touchdown week for him to win like, uh, $500 or something like that, because I, I just knew he was going to have a big game and it didn't happen, but you know, it was, it was solid, but you know, Hey, wide receiver three on the year who finished higher. There we go. Let's change that bet a little bit. Um, and then finally, uh, Marquise Brown, just a high. I, you didn't have him ranked too too bad. Finishes a wide receiver thirty seven. You have you had him ranked as twenty six. I mean, the difference between that is kind of like a uh, wide receiver who helps your team more consistently and less consistently. For I like Hollywood is a discussion to have though. Like you know, I don't think Lamar is going to change. I think Lamar is going to stay a. 200 yard per game passer and uh that very especially in a system where mark andrews is the number one wide wide receiver basically what do you think of the future of hollywood brown
1: um i think the future is still high for him um even though he didn't have the most fruitful fantasy seasons uh he had one of the highest air yards at the end of the season so Hopefully those air yards become real yards and he'll balance back and uh, have a good season next year. Cause I haven't looked across a lot of dynasty teams.
0: You do now. Thanks to Jamison Crowder or for me. Uh, thank you for Jameson Crowder. Anyway, um, moving on here. Try and wrap this up uh, at the wide receiver position. Will Fuller is a miss for me. I had him ranked as the wide receiver forty-two. He finishes as a wide receiver ten in points per game. He was really good um, when he did play. He got the suspension at the end of the year, which did suck for teams. But uh, you know, had him ranked like I was. I was just counting Will Fuller out. He hadn't been a wide receiver one on the field uh, before in his career, and you know this is a sort of same as Ronald Jones for me or for you, where people continue to doubt Ronald Jones because like he hasn't done it before, you know, we'll continue to doubt players further on because they haven't done it before, but players grow. So, I mean, Will Fuller, he was definitely better than Brandon cooks when they were both out on the field. So, you know, I'll take that as, as a loss as well. Um, I also was very low on Deontay Johnson. Had him ranked as a wide receiver forty-seven. He finished as a wide receiver nineteen, uh, and he also missed. Oh, I had him nineteen in points per game. I meant, um, and he also had situations towards the end of the year where he kept dropping balls and kept, you know. So he, he should have been better than nineteen, essentially. Um, and this is another situation where, too, I mentioned buy into the off-season hype because there's. So many situations. I mentioned Chris Godwin last year, Calvin Ridley this year, um, Ronald Jones this year. Deontay Johnson received a lot of all season hype, and uh, it paid off for anyone who drafted him.
1: Yeah, man. I remember uh, Shane said uh, Deontay was going to outscore Juju,
0: and he did. Yeah, he did. So, um, well, I I think he did in points per game. We'll say because uh, injury. You know, Juju, I think, played 16 games. Well, 15, but still. Um, Christian Kirk, I had him ranked at 37. He finished at 45, so not too, too much lower. But the difference between 37 and 45, 37 is a guy who helps your fantasy team sometimes, and 45 is really not. And if you remember, too, there was like a two- or three-week stretch, excuse me, during the season where Christian Kirk was pretty relevant for fantasy. Um but outside of that, he he's just done nothing. So he, I was kind of in on like I had him ranked higher than Deontay Johnson and Will Fuller. Like you know those guys obviously outperformed Christian Kirk. So comparatively speaking, Christian Kirk was a miss. And then the final wide receiver, DK Metcalf. I had the third in there. I mentioned him as a bust on the podcast preseason. I had him ranked as the wide receiver twenty nine heading into the season. And he finished as the wide receiver six. So, not much to say. I just doubted D.K. Metcalf. I doubted his ability to become the number one in this offense. I really thought he would remain as the number two. Um, You know, instead, Tyler Lockett became the number two. And Tyler Lockett was the guy who was much worse for fantasy. More like a wide receiver 29, even though he finished a bit higher than that. Um... And uh, another thing about DK Metcalf, too, was he was also receiving offseason hype. So just another little piece of information. Buy into the offseason hype because it tends to work out. It's hype for a reason, you know. And then finally, tight end, Bill and I together, because we don't have Bill's uh, ranking specifically. I didn't try to find mine specifically, but we do have our consensus ranking. So, Bill, um, Darren Waller, we had him ranked as a tight end 7 heading into the season. He finished as a tight end 2. Yeah, big miss on that one. Definitely. um, I feel like Darren Waller is the new Zacherts, where, like... On him? No, Zach Ertz was really good for a, a long time. Yeah, 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 I was just saying just uh the
1: bad taste Zach Ertz is putting.
0: <laughs> um Zach like Zach Ertz was not great when other wide receivers were active, but when other players were inactive, which was often for the Raiders this season, like Henry Ruggs not being there, Brandon or Brian Edwards wasn't active for most of the season. Um Nelson Aguilar stepped up a bit, but there was even some games that he missed. Darren Waller was just the funnel, you know, and he's uh, he. the offense goes through him. It's not going to change. He is um, – where would you put Darren Waller in tight end rankings for next season? Obviously, Kelsey ahead of him, Kittle ahead of him.
1: Three or four?
0: W- would you rather have him or Mark Andrews?
1: Um, I'd rather
0: have Waller, safer floor. I think I would too. So I think, you know, if you could pay like a third or fourth round price for him, I I think I would. Um, and then the final one tight end Evan Ingram, we both consensus had him ranked at six and, uh, he finishes tight end 14. I mean, you get, you get bit sometimes, especially when you buy into a guy like Evan Ingram, I guess <laughs> not much to say other than that. um, so, yeah, those are, that's basically a big review on uh, how we did as far as rankings heading into the season. Obviously, we had some big misses. Everyone has big misses. It's important to look back on them so that you can learn and uh, see how to grow from there. And um, it's also important to look back on what you did right because yes. grow from there.
1: Same process for next year. For Same summer.
0: process, yeah. Or, you know, I'll I'll even uh, grow from this. You know, I'll learn. Don't doubt the Packers offense for no reason, basically. Um, yeah, I like this. I like this episode, though. Uh, it was enlightening looking back on some guys that I poorly ranked uh, for whatever reason. So, definitely, definitely enlightening. Gives us good reason to look ahead. And uh, speaking of looking ahead, next week, Bill um i hadn't i had a plan for next week, and now i don't i did have you know what would be fun, and I think we should do this um we will have a way too early dynasty mock draft that will be fun definitely yeah uh cool. not what I originally was planning on, but I don't remember what I was originally planning on, so it's obviously not that important. this dynasty mock draft is now important, so Tune in next week. We'll have that again. Follow us, follow us on Twitter, me at Fantasy Force FB, Billy at Getting Bills, the show at Dynasty Force Pod, YouTube Dynasty Force Podcast, and um, Bill, you're about to go live.
1: Um, no, I'm not about to go live. I'm starting uh, ranking in my lineups for the uh, night, though.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, good luck with that. Um, check him yeah. out on Twitter. Regardless, though, for when he does go live, yeah, at getting built
1: tomorrow morning though, uh, over on Pub Sports Radio every morning, NBA strategy show. Even if you're not playing daily fantasy, if you want to get a better edge of uh, who's in, who's out, and what news to follow, and who's the good plays today, um, very helpful for people that play uh, sports bet and stuff like that, or do same game parlays and stuff like that.
0: Definitely, definitely. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll uh, hopefully see you next weekend or next week. And uh, again, stay frosty and let's keep uh, making fantasy great again together.